This is episode number 13 with Caroline Makepeace, the co-founder of the world's number one family travel blog, Why Travel Blog. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Greatness. My name is Joseph DiBernardo and each week I'll be bringing you an inspiring person or message to help you unleash your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get after it. Lao Tzu said, mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is true power. And Dwayne Johnson said, success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. In this week's episode with Caroline Makepeace, we speak about her early failures in business. We talk about Caroline's incredible process for manifestation. And trust me, she is one of the greatest manifestors you will ever meet in your life. Uh, we talk about how to discover your life's purpose. We we dive in and, and explore how to manage your ego while sharing your passion, how to master your money mindset. And Caroline's got an incredible online course, which I've personally done. And I'm going to link in the show notes for you to do as well. And much, much more. Um, Caroline is a, an amazing mentor, a great friend of mine, and Really, the main message I'd love for you to get out of this is to get outside and to travel more, guys. You know, really chase um, travel. It's it's something that Caroline wants to share and encourage others to do more. And it positively changes your life. It's probably one of the greatest things that we can do for our personal development. So without further ado, let's jump in. And I am pleased to introduce you to this week's guest, Caroline Makepeace. Guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Unleash Your Inner Greatness. And in today's episode, we sit down with one of the travel blogging industry's most influential and inspiring female entrepreneurs. Caroline Makepeace is the co-founder of Why Travel Blog, the world's number one family travel blog, which together with her husband, Craig, and two children have proven that it's possible to monetize your passion of travel and accumulate memories rather than possessions. Caroline is also the author of eBooks such as how to create a travel life you love without spending a fortune and step into your sacredness, sacredness, and also the producer of a truly transforming online course about mastering your money mindset called 30 days to money mindfulness, which I have personally taken and it's absolutely phenomenal. Caroline is one of the most authentic, driven, and passionate female entrepreneurs I know, and I'm absolutely honored and really privileged to introduce to you Caroline Makepeace. Caroline, welcome to Unleash Your Inner Greatness. Thank you, Joseph. I'm so excited to be here and be a part of your journey for the last few years, so um, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> now, for the listeners, uh, maybe tell them a little bit about how, how we come into each other's worlds. Sure. So, oh, wow. It was at the start of our Australian road trip, which I believe was 2013. And we were coming through Melbourne and you reached out to us and said, hey, I've been following your adventures. Do you want to meet up for coffee? 
And we were like, yeah, sure. And so we did. And you took us to one of your favorite uh, cafes down in um, on Ligon Street, right? Brilliant. And, uh, yeah. And we met there. And so then we've just got to maintain that relationship, that friendship since then. I, I'm so pumped to have you on. This is going to be one of my best episodes because I've been a student of yours for so long. So, um, but I want to start you in a beautiful place and just ask you, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? And what was the highlight of last year for you? Sure. Well, uh, my, my gratitude uh, right now is that uh, we're traveling around the U.S. Uh, in, a, in a travel trailer. And so my gratitude is I get to have these amazing adventures with my my girls every day and get to have quality time with them because they are getting older and I know time is running short where I can have such quality time with them so that's my gratitude for right now and for every day at the moment um a highlight for last year would have been um we were awarded a green card for our extraordinary ability in the art of travel blogging which is the real title for it um, and so that was the realization of a 14 year dream for me and something we have worked extremely hard. Um, so yeah, I don't think you could top that highlight from last year for me. That's so awesome. So, and I think we were speaking uh, previously. So now you've got, uh, the ability to live in America and Australia as well. Yeah. Yes. Best, that's of, right. best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Exactly. You're so, you're <laughs> so grateful for <laughs> you're so spoiled that's awesome yeah. Yeah, that's really inspiring um now for all the listeners who don't know you Kaz you're very influential in the travel world but for all the, the listeners who don't know you um w- would you be able to take us back to your beginnings and just let us know a little bit about how you got to where you are today sure so I graduated from university in 1997 as a teacher it wasn't something I was super passionate about doing. I don't even know why I chose teaching. I think it sounded easy. Um, but it was a very important decision in my life, which I now come to understand, because it was the teaching that helped me to start travelling. So when I graduated from university, I left three days later and went travelling. I had a short three-month uh, adventure through Indonesia before moving to London to teach. So my first experience was teaching in the worst area in London. So what a way to to learn how to be a teacher quite quickly. And that just, um, I was hooked immediately. And I knew that there was no other life for me. It It was going to be travel or nothing else. And so since then I have pursued and created that travel lifestyle. And teaching was the way that I could do it for over 10 years. So I I taught in um, London, Dublin, Bangkok, uh, various places in Australia, and then Raleigh, North Carolina. And in the process, I met met Craig after my first nearly three years overseas. I moved back to Australia and uh, met Craig and we got together and then a couple of years later, we got married and then we set off together and we were gone for five years, living, traveling around the world. And when we moved to the US in 2004, we immediately felt like we had returned home. And we knew that was the place where we wanted to always live, which was very unusual because I had spent over 10 years as a nomad, not knowing where my place was and wondering whether I was ever going to find it. And so here we did. And so we started a, I don't know if you could call it an adventure, but a chapter in figuring out how we could create something of our own so we didn't have to rely on working holiday visas and um, I didn't have to teach. And so we tried various different 
internet schemes and businesses that all failed, um, failed quite miserably. And then eventually I got back to, was in a very, very low place. And the question I asked myself was, well, what is it that you really love? And for me, that was travel. And I realized that all the things that I was trying, all the different businesses and stuff, I was chasing money. I wasn't chasing my passion. I wasn't following through with my passion and my heart. So we moved back to the travel then and discovered travel blogs and started our travel blog in 2010 and uh, pretty much had instant success with it. And so then... Um, in 2013, we traveled Australia full-time for 18 months and that's when things really exploded for our blog and it's been full-time for us uh, since then. That's awesome. And I can actually be a credit to that because as part of following you and your journey, I was looking at some previous videos on YouTube like way back and I remember you talking sort of in the multi-level marketing world and et cetera. And it just, like when I look back on it, I don't think that that was aligned with like your soul and your heart so that's amazing that you finally stepped into the travel world yeah yeah um now i wanted to now there were some big failures as part of that discovery process um in some of your interviews you've discussed that about you know i think there was there was some financial hardships as well um i was just wondering could you Tell, sort of tell us a little bit more about those times and what did you learn from them? Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, I've had so many failures and I think it's important for anyone to understand that if a failure, which I prefer to call a lesson or an experience that helps you grow, is part of the journey. So don't be out there trying to take shortcuts because the shortcuts aren't going to help you grow into the person you need to be to create the dream. And that's what the failures are there for, to teach you lessons to help you grow and become better. Um, so some of the most, well, I think the most important lesson for me was to really trust myself and listen to my inner voice. When I look back on all my failures and then all my successes on the other side, both have been a direct result of me listening to my inner voice. So when I failed miserably, it was when my voice said, don't be an idiot, don't invest in that real estate property. But I did anyway because I was chasing money and I was fearful and I was insecure and all of those things. And so I bought the property I shouldn't have and I failed miserably. And then at one stage, I remember distinctly in 2007, I was sitting down at my kitchen dining room table and I'm trying to figure out what is it that I can do. And I mapped out this incredible plan for a travel blog. And I was really excited about it. And then I scrunched up the piece of paper and said to myself, you're an idiot. Who's going to want to read your words? Lonely Planet has the market. And I threw it in the bin. Again, ignoring my inner voice. And it was three years later when I finally listened to that inner voice and started the travel blog. And then look at the success I've had. So I think we aren't taught by society, by schools, parents, teachers, doctors even, to trust ourselves. We don't know what we're doing. That's the messages we've been given time and time again. So it's time for everyone to start trusting themselves more. You know, you have inner wisdom. The voice will help guide you. I, I love that. And I think one thing that I try and do to be a bit more present and to listen to the intuition is, I've found lately anyways, meditation. Yeah. I think you're also an advocate of meditation. Um, over and above that, 
is there any other practical tips that you have to listen to the intuition, to the inner voice? Like, how do you get still to be able to truly get clear on that inner voice and then listen to it? Yeah, I think that's a struggle most people will uh, face is how do I know what is the the right voice to listen to? Because we have multiple voices talking to us, which is the right one. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I'll, I'll let you know which is the right one. The right one that is comes from your gut. It doesn't come anywhere up here. So if you've got like feelings or, or, or thoughts and they're, they're, and it's really kind of hard to explain that, but if they're generating from up here and it's kind of mental clatter and chaos and confusion, that's not your inner voice. Your inner voice comes from your gut and it speaks through you with this all powering present where it's like, this is, I say, go and get this. And you just know, I can't ignore that because it's such a powerful presence. But if you aren't tuned into that, it's going to be hard for you to, to find that voice. So what has really helped me meditation, as you mentioned, I've been meditating daily now for, um, I don't know, about seven years or more. If I miss it, I know it. My day runs away from me. It's like the cart running down the hill. So I, (laughs) cannot stress enough to people and I say this so much to people and they go oh I can't stand meditation I've tried it it doesn't work meditation works it's a matter of you understanding that it's not a practice where you're trying to control your mind you're just letting it be and you're becoming aware of your thoughts and your feelings so eventually you're going to learn through the practice which of those thoughts are fear-based thoughts that aren't going to help you and which of those are the intuitive feelings that are trying to guide you? That's the power of meditation. So absolutely 100% meditation. The second practice that helps me, again, I do it every day, is journaling. And I think this is one of the most powerful things anyone can do. What happens, we go through our life, it's messy, it's confusing, it's full of struggles and challenges and hopefully highs as well. And most of us, we are keeping that inside of us. Yep. And we're not processing it. We're not trying to understand it. And what stays, I was speaking to my daughter the other day and I'm saying, what, what, you, what you don't acknowledge, you swallow. And when you swallow that, and we're talking about in regards to imagine if it was a, a stone, what would happen? Well, if you swallowed it, it would try, the stone would try and get out and in the process it would start tearing you apart and it would poison you. That's, that's what we're doing inside of ourselves when we're keeping stuff in. So instead of going and sitting on the therapist's couch, which no one wants to do, you just open up a book every morning and write it out. And it's personal. No one's going to read it. And it's a matter of you saying, I feel crap today. Can you believe this happened to me? And, and once you clear your mind of that, what happens is the truth will start to come out. And then you'll start to hear the empowering wisdom that will help guide you. So they're my two really important practices. And they are absolutely awesome. Yesterday, I, I recommended the journaling to a friend who's a male. He's a, in, in his 40s, 44 years old. And the first thing he asked me, Cass, is where do I buy a journal? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're awesome tips. I think that tip is in your book as well. Step into your, sacred, yeah. step into your sacredness. Yeah. Which we'll talk a bit more about. Um, they are awesome tips, Kaz. Um, now, talking about energy, etc. one thing that I like to compliment you on is 
you are the master of manifestation. <laughs> the absolute queen of it. I remember when we first met, um, you were manifesting a, a blender, a, a smoothie blender. And I think I ended up sending you one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and last year was a laptop and I think it magically arrived. Now, yeah. I cannot do the listeners a disservice and not ask you this question. <laughs> How do you do it? Yeah, I'll tell you, the journaling and the meditation is going to help you. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, uh, you know, that's all part of the practice. But I am, I am very good at meditating. Like it, it can kind of blow my mind um, what I can create. And sometimes it is just a matter of me saying, oh, this is what I want. And it, it, seriously, it, it'll just appear. Um, other times it involves a lot more work on my behalf um, to make it happen. Like the green card, for example, was an absolute impossibility in, in our world not too long ago. But I was focused and intentional and this is absolutely my life path and I'm going to make it happen no matter what. And eventually it came. So I think... Um, What's really important for people to understand is that you cannot sit there and just meditate and journal and, and what you want will appear. You can create this certain kind of power and energy within you where that sometimes that will happen, but it's very important that you do take action and do the work and be open to hustling, working and growing um, and evolving through the journey. They're really important. Um, I think um, a, a couple of tips I think that, ways you can increase your manifesting powers. Um, first of all, you must have absolute clarity on what it is that you want. Uh, be very, very clear. Sometimes we can be kind of wishy-washy and we might see what other people are doing and what other people have and we're like, oh, that looks really cool. Yeah, I'd like that too. But really, it's not part of your kind of karma, your life plan. It's, it's not, you're just kind of throwing something out there that you're not going to manifest in that way. You have to be very intentional that this is what I want and why. So the why is super important. And what I find will help you uh, bring that into fruition, your why, is if it's in line, aligned with your values. So a lot of people don't understand what their values are and that's why a lot of people are unhappy with their lives and stuck in the hamster wheel because they're creating lives that align with other people's values, what other people are telling them they should do and be, not what their own values are. So once people start to get clear on that, it makes manifestation so much easier because you know what path to walk, you know what to say yes and no to and you know what fulfills you and then and what's super important from that is you start feeling good. And Joseph, it's the feeling. I was talking to my daughter about this yesterday too, actually. Um, we were talking about the law of attraction. And I said to her how what you think about, you bring about is super important because your thoughts start the feeling process. But really, it's what you feel that you bring into your life. So if you're operating through higher vibration, meditation will help that, then you're naturally going to draw things into your life that match that vibration. That's awesome, Kaz. You are presenting with a lot of power today. I'm really enjoying the energy. It's awesome. I, lo I love this stuff. And, the, uh, you know, the listeners will feel, oh, I'm feeling it. So the listeners will as well. They are awesome tips. Um, and I think, you know, values are critical. 
Also, aligning goals with value, I feel, is really important as well. I'd just like to talk, because I think goals are really important to achieve milestones along your career. Kaz, how do you go about, you know, setting up your goals? Yeah, goals is something I've really kind of battled with and struggled with for a long time because I am, I don't know, I wouldn't say wishy-washy, but I'm very kind of... um, feeling based. I I like to follow my feelings and I trust that what I want to create will come into my world at the most perfect time. And and I've learned that through my struggles because I know I had so many roadblocks and barriers, but each of those were teaching me something. And so I have to trust in that process. So sometimes I feel like when I create a goal and put a time limit to it, I'm blocking off that kind of miraculous energy. Okay. So I, I, I struggle with that a little bit, but what I do do, and I have started this practice for the, maybe going on a year now is I, I, I write down my goals. I don't often put a time limit on them, but sometimes I will just because it might help push me a little bit. However, I'm not someone that needs a lot of pushing. I'm very intrinsically motivated. So I, for some people, they may, they may need to put that end goal date on their goals because that's going to help push them but not for me but what I do do now and I'm getting my daughters to do this is to write down have three goals that I write down every day and I write them down and then I say them and then I turn those goals into affirmations so um it might like my daughter's written down I will be I will win an academy award by 2030 or something like that so she reads that goal out and then she'll say I am an Academy Award. So we're, we're taking the goal, we're setting our attention, we're intention, we know where we're heading, but we're saying I am that thing because what you're going to create is what you are. So it's very important that you use those powerful words I am to say this is who I am and then you'll bring that into your life. Wow, that's powerful. Um, I am is such a powerful word and I know you and I both are fans of uh, Wayne Dwyer. Yeah, he was yeah. also a huge advocate of that as well. Yeah, that's where I learned um, from his teachings from Wishes Fulfilled. He that's a book that's all about that. It's 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 really interesting, Kaz. You know, if I think about it, I think you know, th- there's always been a spiritual element to your journey. You know, I've always felt that, just even from the outside. I hadn't written this question down. I'm going to ask it. Um, what, what, what spirituality, how spirituality played a part in your journey? Like, are you, are you quite spiritual naturally or is it just from the energy point of view? You know, I do think about this quite a bit. Um, I, I've always, I think I'm, I'm a seeker and I've always been a seeker from when I was young. I used to like Jim Morrison was, I absolutely adored him growing up. I loved his music, his persona, everything, but I loved his poetry and I loved the messages that he puts forth in his songs. So I was always someone that was diving deeper into things. I'd be reading quote books and, and sort of spiritual based books when I was very young and they, they helped me get through a lot of difficult times. That was kind of like the place I would retreat to. I was brought up Catholic I'm not now, I'm, I'm not re- religious at all. I, I'm very spiritual based, but I do often wonder if that sort of brought into my world this way of kind of thinking about outside of ourselves, that there is a purpose, there's a higher power here. 
Um, and and I, I do enjoy the teachings of Jesus. I think they're about kindness and love. Um, so if you take that out of the religious setting, then I'm all for that. So I think that has helped me in many ways uh, approach my life from a spiritual perspective now. Yeah, cool. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Um, I'm, I'm really fascinated about you, your work is sharing what you love, which is travel. When you're sharing, right, how do you manage the ego part? How do you manage the ego of, you know, look at me, look at me, I'm traveling versus, you know, coming from that position of generally just wanting to share a passion of travel? Do you, do you battle with that? And if so, how do you, how do you um, manage it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yes, the ego will always come into play with anything that you do do. And I find when it pops up, I know I'm out of alignment somewhere. Um, and so then the the challenge for me then is to, okay, what's missing in my life? Why, why am I feeling like this? Because when the ego comes into play, it's trying to control how you're feeling the fear it's trying to let fear come into your life in some way to take control um and it, and it manifests itself in so many different ways so i'm very aware of that what always helps me come back is how am i here to serve other people and if i feel like and i'm very much in check with that if i feel like um oh this is becoming all about me i start to feel icky inside and then i'm like okay well how can i fix this so we're very, we are very intentional with what we create now. Um, our content, oh my God, it takes so long for us to create a post and we make it all about the user. How is this going to help our readers have the same experience as us? So when we're generating content, that's, I'm asking myself all the time, how is this helping the reader? even down to a paragraph. And if I think, you know, this paragraph is so self-serving, it's making me feel icky, it's gone. Or I reframe it and change it somehow to help the, the, the reader. And I think these are really important things to ask because I think social media is hugely challenging. And for me, that's where I struggle the most, particularly with Instagram. I would be happy to wake up tomorrow and that platform had disappeared. I think that platform creates so many issues with society, with people, the constant feeling like you have to put out the best of your life just to get a like and then yeah. comparing yourself with other people, there's no value in that. So Instagram is a platform I don't put a lot of energy into because of what you said. I, I feel like it's all about me and I don't like living like that. It drains me and it's ugly and I don't like it. So I'm, I kind of put less and less energy into that and I focus on the areas I can help people through my newsletter, through my blog, Facebook more so uh, than Instagram. But the awareness, Joseph, is key. And again, the meditation is going to help people become aware of that. Kaz, I, I, I really love the answer to that question because I know that I know that's such a, this is such a big issue in society right now. The comparison, the the having to feel like you have to be someone who you're not. So thanks heaps. I reckon. And also just so I can add on that point as well, Kaz, you know, for any non bloggers, it takes so much work to create a blog, a great quality blog post. So for every single person who listens to this episode, please read Kaz's 
blog posts and then share it with at least 10 people, you know, Thank because you. that is the number one thing that you have, we can honor her work. So, you know, um, that that's definitely something that I'm going to encourage everyone on this show to do because it's um it's a it's a great way to get your work out there. Um, I I did want to speak about your um your money mindset course because I think has money and fear are the two things that can perhaps hold people back from following their travel dreams. Um, and you may have some others that you'd like to add to that, but I want to speak about your money course if that's okay. Because I've done it, I'm really proud of it, and I've changed my money mindset. Um, could you tell us a bit more about the course and what can people expect to get out of the course if they were to do it? Sure. Um, yeah, the course was created because so many people say to me all the time, I want to travel, but I can't. And usually following that is something related to money. Now, I know that that's not essentially true. I know it can cause quite a few hurdles and setbacks, absolutely. But I know because through my own life, I've never had the money, yet I've been travelling for over 20 years now. So I know that there are, there are ways that you can make it happen. And when you say, I can't because, you immediately just envision in your head that you have just shut, slammed shut 100 doors. You've slammed them shut. You have no idea, no idea what door can open for you. And I have proved that with our green card. I mean, it was impossible. The only way we could get a green card was by winning the green card lottery or investing a million dollars into a company over here. But I didn't, I didn't shut the doors. I just left them open to see what could happen. And eventually our travel blog got the green card. So what I'm saying is so, it's so important to get your mindset right. So that you're not closing off the doors. You're saying, okay, well, right now I can't see how this can happen, but there may be a possibility there. And when you have an open mindset, it's incredible what you can create. Now, so many people are shutting their dreams down. They are having relationship breakdowns. They are not valuing themselves. And it's because of a very unhealthy relationship with money. So I thought, okay, what is it that's helped me? Because I used to have a terrible relationship with money myself. Really terrible. Me too. Yeah. And I was like, hang on a minute, what's going on here? And I really spent some time to figure it out. Where was I winning in life? Where was I losing in life and why? And from that, I discovered that there are seven principles to uh, manifesting or the law of attraction. I don't like the law of attraction because what happened to me, Joseph, I'm sure it happened to a lot of people, was um, the law of attraction movie came out, the book, and I'm like, oh, yes, I've discovered the secret. I can just like dream endlessly about the life that I want and it's going to come into creation. And I think a lot of people made that mistake and it doesn't work that way. And through that process, I discovered there are seven principles. And I can see in my life when I'm creating and manifesting, those seven principles are all always in play. So I, throughout, through the course, I, I have a video of each of those principles explaining the principle with some worksheets around it to help people understand how it works and how it, they've seen it work in their own life. And then for after that, we have a 30-day kind of cleansing process where I have a different 
daily task and each of those daily tasks are aligned with one of at least one of the seven principles to help people practice and get used to making these principles work in your life and so it's a process of what i call cleansing cleansing of our old beliefs and ways of thinking clarifying getting crystal clear as i mentioned earlier and what it is we want from our life and why and then creating. So then I teach some of those specific manifestation strategies that you can apply every day to bring into fruition what it is that you want. It's awesome. I, I find myself picking up, I know this sounds strange, but I remember once you said like, even if you see a pe- like a, well, a pennies over here in England, but uh, like a, you know, a five cent piece over in Australia, like, you know, you pick it up because I think what you respect remains, but what you disrespect goes flows out so that you know every time i see a penny or i mean i'm over here or you know a five cent piece over in australia i actually pick them up now yeah it's just respecting it's respecting the energy of money so you're saying saying, oh thank you this is great i love more because what you what you are grateful for and what you celebrate comes into your life in greater quantities yeah if you see a penny, don't walk over. You say, "Yo, yeah, thank you. I'm taking that." And I teach my girls that. My little one, she's like, "Woo, mommy, I found a cent." I'm like, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate that stuff. It's so, it's so, it's so interesting. It, it really. Since I've done that course, you know, I was in um, uh, Slovakia two weeks ago, and I was just walking past an ATM, and I literally found sixty dollars just in the ATM machine, just That's hanging. Right. Hanging out of the ATM. Yeah, that's incredible. So just, that's it because you're picking up pennies and then the universe is saying, okay, well, I'll give you a little bit more next time because you appreciate it. It's, um, the other thing I learned from you as well is to thank your bills. Yep. Like when you get bills, don't curse about your bills. Thank them. Yep. Really super important. I used to curse them all the time. Yeah. And now <laughs> I'm, yeah, great. <laughs> never had the money to pay like i didn't have the money to pay for them but then i switched even when i didn't have the money to pay for them i think and you know it is challenging when you don't have the money i lived off credit cards for many 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 years but you know the bill the electricity bill comes in instead of immediately going into that mode where you're cursing it stop and think well what did this provide for me yeah and electricity gives you a lot and so focus on that not the bill but thank you for what you have given me. And I, and I will just write a little thank you note, um, whether it's on the check or uh, some of the people who work for us when I send their, um, when I pay their invoices, I'll write thank you. Just little things like awesome. that. Don't present it. Just think, always think. That's so awesome. Um, I hope people take a lot away from that. And then there's, you expand more on this whole concept through your book, um, step into your sacredness mm-hmm. now why did that book come about why did you write that book um i think i i have a lot of people asking me how did you create this life a lot of people say oh you're so lucky which i hate because i hate that statement for two reasons one it doesn't acknowledge um the risks i've taken the hard work that i've done on myself plus the action to actually create 
But the other reason I hate it is that when people say, oh, you're lucky, they don't acknowledge the power they have within themselves to create the same. They immediately, as I mentioned, shut those doors down and say, well, you got this just because you're lucky and I'm not as lucky, so I can't, therefore I won't try. And I hate that. So if, if any, anyone listening finds themselves saying that to someone, bring that awareness in and stop. And know that you're really hurting yourself in saying that because it's untrue. It's not luck. They created it and you can do the same. Um, and so that's, I think, why that book came about was, okay, well, here are some practical things that you can do. Here are what I believe are 12 principles for success that you can do now to create your own luck. Yep. And... The, uh, you know, I, I often use the word inspired rather than I'll never say jealous. I'll always say, you know, that's so inspiring because I think just the word, words have power, you know, and it emits a certain energy. So yeah, all, awesome. All, and we'll link those in the show notes as well. Thank you. Gaz, um, now I want to, um, I want to go on to uh, life purpose, if that's all right, just, just because I know it's so fundamental, a lot of people struggle with it. Yeah. Just really briefly, do you have any, um, you know, do you have any advice for the listeners on on life purpose? You know, what it means to you, and perhaps some simple strategies on how they can pave a way if they're lost. Well, okay, life purpose. If you can find your life purpose and you follow it, life will work for you, and. I'm not going to say that it's going to be without challenges. It's, it's not going to be perfect. I think people have that misunderstanding that if I find my life purpose and I live it, then everything's going to be wonderful. It's not because it's life. We're having a human experiences. Our, our experience, we go up like this in a cycle through our life. It's not actually up and down. It's not linear. It's, it's cycles like this, just like the seasons. So, okay, so let's get clear on that you're going to have ups and downs. But if you're living your life on purpose, when you go down, you can handle it. You yep. can handle it. You're okay. You, you're still, I'm not going to say happiness, because again, I think that's the kind of term that's wishy-washy and hard for people to understand that happiness comes and goes. It's not a permanent thing. But if you're living your life purpose, you're going to have a sense of calm, fulfillment, joy. That's what's going to remain with you even though you're going to have struggles on that path of purpose. So I really think that's important for people to understand. Finding your purpose, I think, has to have certain elements in it. Listening to your inner voice is going to help you find it. For one, what brings you joy is really important. The key to life is experiencing joy. So... Get on the path of joy, whatever yeah. brings you joy. That's your, that's your life purpose. That's everyone's life purpose. What brings you joy? What are you good at? What's your talent or skill that you can bring to the table to serve others? And that's the third point. You want to be able to serve others in your purpose. Otherwise, it's not going to work. We are not here on an independent journey. We are here with everyone around us and the purpose of us being here is to help another human being. And the best way we can do that is through our own joy and our own skills and talents. Oh man. I, I, I meet 
I'm interviewing a lot of individuals who have done so much personal development work to get to where they are. And they're so crystal clear on their own vision and purpose. And so many guests have said what you said in terms of service, but I love the point that you said about joy. Um, the thing that I find Kaz is, you know, individuals may experience that element of joy, but then doubt that that's actually what they're supposed to be doing. And then they just go back to normal mediocre existence because they don't believe that that's, you know, it's possible to monetize the passion. So if someone is in that situation where they do really experience joy and it's their gift and they, but they then doubt themselves, what should they do to continue believing in their greatness you know, in that, in that gift so that they then can serve on a broader level? What's, what's the next step? I think having the confidence and the faith to, to do that, what you're saying is really challenging. Continuing to work on yourself, continuing to believe in yourself and bringing people into your life who support that. I, I really struggled with this, Joseph, and I'm sure many people listening struggled with it as well because I thought, how could... All I wanted to do was travel. It's all I wanted to do with my life. And I thought, how, could, how can that be my purpose? It felt so self-serving because... But that was the thing that brought me joy. And, I, and I, that was one of the barriers that was stopping me from progressing forward. This kind of um, feeling like I, I wasn't contributing enough because all I was doing was helping people travel. And then I had a mentor, a friend of mine who said, Caroline, this is something that brings you joy. This is something that's raising your vibration. You can do so much more for humanity and the planet when you live from a place of joy. So I want everyone to understand that just the act of you being joyful is contributing immense loads to the planet and to people around you. Can you, you know what it's like when you're around a joyful person, how they instantly raise your vibration 100%. and make you feel like you are just as powerful. So it, 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 in the end, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. If you're joyful, oh my gosh, you're doing so much. You're doing so much. So I think understanding that and surrounding yourself with the right people is really, really important. Awesome, Kaz. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That's So guys, just to repeat what Caroline said, um, honour the joy, right? If, you, yeah. if you're feeling that joy, step into it and believe in, in, in that um, journey. The alchemist actually, uh, you know, he said that his purpose was to travel. And that was so simple, just like yours, you know? Yep. So, um, Kaz, um, I've got a few rapid fire questions and then one last question, um, before I go on to the rapid fire, I just wanted to ask, what is your legacy? You know, how do you want to be remembered as a person? Someone who lived their life with no regrets, who, who, who experienced joy and was kind. Awesome. Um, now, the rapid fire questions I've got, the first one is, what's one thing that people can do to live a happier life? Express their joy. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Express their joy. I love this. I'm going to be watching this interview once it stops recording again. Um, 
express their joy. I love that, Kaz. That, thanks for that. What's one thing that people can do to live a more purposeful life? Help other people in any moment, even if it's just a smile to brighten someone's day. That's beautiful. And what's one thing that people can do to live a regret-free life? Follow their intuition, not the fearful voice. Follow their intuition, not the fearful voice. All right. So, Kaz, um, this is the last question. If today was your last day and I gave you a piece of paper and a pen and you could write down one thing for future generations to believe in their inner greatness, what would you write on that piece of paper? Trust your inner voice, 100%. Listen to it. No one else. You have all the answers. Kaz, uh, I'll start by acknowledging you and your presence today in the, in the interview. I, we've spoken before. You have not ever shown up this powerful, and I'm just letting you know that. There was a lot of amazing energy that I felt from today's chat. I know that you wanted to come in and really give everything to the listeners. I felt that today. So thank you. I want to acknowledge you thank for that. You. Thank I, you. I have been your student for five, six years um, and you've taught me so much. But what you have taught me is this, is that you've never made me feel inferior for asking you a question. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful because I do ask a lot of questions. I'm thirsty to learn and I'm hungry to become my best self. So I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for never making me feel inferior. Thank you. I appreciate that, Joseph. No worries. Um, and lastly, Kaz, uh, is there any parting words for the listeners that you have to inspire them to live um, a regret-free life? Yeah, I, I just, it's, it's possible. It doesn't matter your situation or your circumstances. I've come from the lowest of lows to create the high of highs. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not special. I, I didn't have any kind of handouts or luck or anything like that. And I truly believe, and this is one thing that's really helped me, Joseph, if, if someone else can do it, it's proof that I can too. So for everyone listening and watching, I want you to know that if I can do it, you can too, 100%. And I forgot to add in motivational speaker at the start when I introduced you. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, um, Kaz, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Joseph. It's been I'm wonderful. So, Thank so, you for everyone listening. I'm so grateful. You're awesome. Guys, what an incredible chat with Caroline Makepeace. I don't know about you, but Caroline really showed up with uh, power and passion in that interview. I could really sense it. Um, I hope that she elevated you to a new level of greatness in your life and inspired you to follow your travel dreams. Um, please leave us a positive review on iTunes. That helps us get this show out to more people and share this episode with uh, social media. You know, share it with uh, two or three people who you love and really want to inspire to, you know, chase their dreams. Um, access all the show notes by heading to josephdebonardo.com forward slash 13. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks for being part of our community. You guys very much inspire us to continue putting out some great work. Uh, we love you very much. We appreciate you. And guys... It really is time 
to go and chase what is meaningful to you. So it's time to go out there and unleash your inner greatness.